Hold on. Hold, hold, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Welcome back to another episode of the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal here to suck a little less every day. My name is Chris Tonkinson. And my name is Frank Cole. And this is episode number 41, recorded October 1st. 2021. How you doing, Frank? I'm good. I'm good. How was your trip? It was exhausting. I hate traveling east-west. I just, I do not, I'm a morning person. I'm very sensitive to my bedtime because apparently I'm like a six-year-old girl. I can't, I can't do the jet lag, the time shifts. It just, it kills. And these functions, you know, they, it was an internal function for the company. Um, And so, you know, the purpose is kind of team building and social and so forth. And so Mm -hmm. there's pressure to uh, yo, hey, we're, you know, we're going to go out and do something or whatever. There's pressure to go do that. And I, I can't, well, that's exhausting. <laughs> so it's I, exhausting. I mean, I, I had a good time, but oh my golly. Yeah. I, I, um, it's less of an issue for me because I tend to be a night owl anyway. And so I kind mm-hmm. of, if I, if I stay up late, then, you know, I stay up late. I'm, I'm used to that on the flip side of that. It, right. I'm, I'm, I'm also getting to sleep in late because you know, the it's, it's yeah. several hours ahead. And so I adjust pretty easily, but what I like to do, if there isn't a whole lot of heavy late night socialization, I'll just go to bed at my normal time, you know, East coast time. So I'll mm-hmm. be, I'll be in bed asleep at, uh, you know, eight, nine o'clock, you know, West coast yeah. time, which is 11, 12. And then I wake mm-hmm. up at four or five in the morning, but Hey, I'm okay with that. Pop up, get showered, I go out. I hit the, you know, you, you know, get an early morning breakfast, and you know, just kind of, you know, start yeah. the day. I just keep myself on the normal schedule. But you can't do that if it's a, you know, necessarily depending on the function, there might be late night elements to yeah. it that you need to. Uh, yeah, partake. and if it's, you know, if you're going, if 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 it's a one day, which you know, going going across the continent for one day, that's that's just all kinds of pain Ugh. by itself. But tell me about it. Um, you know, the longer it is, the more you do start to shift whether you want to or not. And I mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter for me. It won't matter how late I get to sleep in the next day. If I don't get to bed by a certain point, I'm going to feel like garbage the next day. Like sleeping in doesn't fix having gone to bed late for me. Mm. Um, yeah. Gotcha. It was, okay. Well, I, well, I'm glad you're. Did you get back yesterday or today? Uh, technically yesterday 11 58 <laughs> or something so it was technically yesterday Wait, yeah. did the plane land at 11 58 or did you get into your house and drop your bags no when i actually 11. got home okay when right. i i actually went upstairs at 11 yeah it was like right around midnight and did that just like upstairs. face collapse it well you your your wife wouldn't let you do no it, but oh you, my gosh face no collapse into the bed no no yeah i i did and then i didn't fall asleep so this oh, is the no. thing when you have When you travel and you have little kids, like I came home and I was exhausted because all day travel Mm -hmm. and, you know, having sleep messed up for a few days and this whole thing. And I wanted nothing more than to face plant onto the pillow and die for six hours. And I laid there for like an hour. I could not fall asleep. I finally Uh started to drift and my lovely, adorable daughter comes in because her hair, she, she wanted, she wanted a ponytail. And she needed help with this. And hold so, on, wh- hold you know, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Your daughter came in looking for a ponytail. If 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 I'm if I'm following this timestamp correctly, this would have been it's like, like one in the it's after one o'clock one. in the morning. Yeah, your daughter it's came after in looking one. for a pony ponytail at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, she she must have woken up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or whatever else. Realized that her hair wasn't the way she wanted it, and so. Then it had to be, a, oh and then I'm gosh. up again and it took, it had to take me another half an hour before I finally fell asleep. You know, and then here comes the alarm at five and I, I was hurting. <laughs> I was hurting. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry about that, but I do know the feeling. Hey, I, I definitely it's a life stage, feeling. you know, you know, and I know you, you know, you're in a similar situation, right? You got a, mm-hmm. uh, you got a professional career, a couple of kids, you know, you do work with people in other time zones, you have travel. It's the same. It's all, know, it's yes. not a unique no, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's and, definitely not. And ultimately it's, the answer is, you know, Chris, shut your mouth and get over it. You know, sleep when you know. you're dead kind of a thing. That's, that's ultimately <laughs> where it falls down. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I actually had a, I actually had a requested topic this week. 
that we could talk about. Oh so, my gosh. I'm right? in for it. Right. I'm so, in for it. So um, the uh, attorney for my company, her name is Pam. Um, she's awesome. Hi, Pam. Yeah, Pam is awesome. Pam is Pam is an absolute delight to work with. Um, uh, to, total- oh, me and Pam, we go way back. <laughs> I, the Pam and I, we have such good rapport. So, to, so uh, you know what? It's a to, total sidebar. There we go. Go ahead and need an excuse to use it. But anyway, total sidebar yeah. here. All the it was a little forced, but not inappropriate. It was a little forced. I could have done it at the end. I thought about doing the anyway, not inappropriate though. It wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah. So anyway. All the attorneys that I have had the pleasure of working with over the years, uh, I actually had a, you know, when I was doing Forward Vault at one point, that was my own startup. Uh, at one mm-hmm. point I was pivoting that. I was exploring a pivot into the legal sector and I ended up doing a lot of mm-hmm. networking and, and, and meet and greets with, with attorneys. Uh, I've had yep. um, the dubious pleasure of actually working with some attorneys on some things before. And it, in, in every single instance that I have dealt with an attorney, they are the greatest people in the world. They're so nice and professional and they're just down to earth and totally not that stereotype that you hear about attorneys. Now, maybe yeah. it's because I'm not doing, I don't know, civil defense or something like that, you know, it, but all the attorneys I've dealt with have all just been awesome. I really like working and dealing with attorneys because they just tend to be really decent people overall. With them, not across from them. So I have had, I've had experiences where I've worked across from attorneys and Mm -hmm. it's been the same as uh, I think, I can't think of a bad attorney that I've worked with over the years. Yeah. Um, And oftentimes it's the case when I'm engaging some, you know, an attorney on the other side, it's it's a cordial enough, like it's fun. Yeah. They're nice. Yeah. I've had some bad experiences from the other side though. And, and in, in something that's not entirely adversarial, like a, like a contract, like a contract negotiation with a vendor, let's say. Okay. Um, there was an example a while back where we're working with a vendor and it's like, Hey, we, uh, it's, it's not going to be a tiny contract for you. And it's a, it's a good service that we need. We're excited to engage you, but there's some stuff that we just got to work through on the paper. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, we, we do the redlining and, and the responses the the replies in the redlining come back very curt, very familiar. Uh, it's just, uh, uh, like off the cuff sort of now there was this was um this was a firm from a different country mm-hmm. and so i i i never you could probably explain cultural all difference? of this as a language barrier yeah, language maybe. barrier cultural difference right like mm-hmm. lost in like a literal lost in translation mm-hmm. um it could have been that it felt very it felt very much not though hmm. uh, and okay. left of, that's like the one example um, well, I mean, I the suppose- one counterexample I've ever had, but yeah, I would say the, the vast majority, all of the other cases where I've I've worked directly with an attorney, even on the opposing side, um, it's been a pretty lovely experience. Yeah, I mean, well, there's always going to be an exception, and you can even make an you, you can almost even justify it if if they are the opposing party. Well, the, you know, it's their job to you know lobby and 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 you know fight for the client, and so you sort of expect some of that in a certain sense, you know. You go on right, but there's a, there's an the element of professional play. courtesy. So, oh sure. So yeah. if you're engaging, if you're engaging, um, if you're engaging an attorney, like like a vendor negotiation, like a vendor contract, right? If if their attorney is involved, yours is going to be involved. Like that's 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 going to be the case. Mm-hmm. And you would think there's a certain amount of professional courtesy that their attorney would show your attorney in the nature of their right because mm-hmm. you know any attorney I've worked with when we redline a document. The commentary is very professional and, you know, it's, it's well-written, you know, mm-hmm, and then these mm-hmm. responses come back that are short and curt and no punctuation and misspellings and just very, mm. I don't know, it, it, it was, uh, you know, comments like, oh, this should be common sense, you know, mm. things like that, that did just, just yeah. like, yeah. yeah, maybe it's a language thing, maybe it's a culture thing, but it, it some total, it doesn't feel that way and right i don't know this is yeah yeah we're we're like in a we're like in the back room of the sidebar, the sidebar at this yeah point. we're not even yeah so to un- unwind the stack and get back to pam because yeah. so anyway, she and i just it's just such a great relationship such a, the two of us have so, this woman that i've never met before <laughs> so 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 pam is a uh you can take my word for it pam is a delight to work with um 
she is, she and I are working on uh, working on some stuff for for our contracts, and and one of the areas that we are um, at least dabbling uh, around is open source software. And uh, now for you and I as engineers, okay. we have consumed tons of open source and produced a little bit. We've paid we've paid it forward a couple times. Uh, I think you I think you probably take the high bar. Because you got, you actually had a contribution make its way into the Rails uh, official repo. You you did that. Uh, I did. did. I had you a I had a patch. I had a patch make it into Rails five yeah. I did. Which is so if you're cool. listening out there and you've used the Rails console and you see that the uh, at at Rails five the console output when you're running Rails locally uh, the queries are colored according to what type of you know whether it's a read or a write. Um, that that color that patch that was my patch. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of yeah, proud of that's a little. No, it was, you know, that was great. I remember when we because fe- I feel like it's good. That, like a lot of developers see it, and uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, it's a little feather in the. Well, I remember things. when we I remember when we were talking about it, you know we were we were debugging something. We're, Why are these colors this way? And we ended up digging into it, and we found out that oh, it's just alternating colors because. Huh. Yeah, I did a write-up about that. It's, was, it's, it was cyan and white or cyan and bright like a, white or dark and light teal, cyan yeah, or something. It was it was, like a, and it was a, literally a fuchsia. just striping. It was just striping it. Was, it was just striping the... Was it, was it magenta? magenta? I think I it was, was a fuchsia. Cyan. I think it was the color of my shirt. I, I really do. I well, think it was a fuchsia. fuchsia. No, fuchsia. It would be magenta or cyan, right? CMYK. But fuchsia is not a, on the palette for oh, terminal all right, output. All right, nerd. Nancy. All right, stop. Stop. What do you mean? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was bright. What do you mean, nerd? Pink. It was like a bright purplish pink. Like it was fuchsia. It was a fuchsia. All right. I don't care. What do you mean, was, nerd? You have an R two D two trash can, it was, and you're calling me out for my nerd. R two D two. That is a. That is the Smash Brothers logo on that trash can. Okay. My goodness. Get your nerd references right. Self respecting nerd. R two D two trash can. My goodness. I can't believe I put up with this crap. So, what the? My gosh. Hell we are, are never going to get back to Pam. Open source. Do it again. Just because open my source, goodness. Pam, you're open working on some open source stuff. Right. So we're talking, we're, we're dealing with some contract stuff and um, mm-hmm. we uh, we're, we're discussing open source because we produce, we produce code. And as you and I know, mm-hmm. paying it forward is a big deal because you consume so much of it and, and um, it's, it's beneficial to pay it forward. And there's business benefits to it as well. Uh, there's name notoriety attached to it. Uh, it's proof oh, of yeah. work, uh, you know, it's work proofs, mm-hmm. proof of quality and, you know, those kinds of things. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it, there's, there's all yeah. kinds of benefits. Yeah. And uh, it is an area that I find, this is not the first time I've had these conversations. It is an area that I find legal gets antsy. Let's say they get a little, and uh, a lot of, a lot of times skittish, unnecessarily, a lot of times yeah. unnecessarily, but the, but a lot of it's fear of the unknown. And so, so my, my commitment to, uh, my, my, my conversation with Pam was, okay, we'll, we will talk about open source specifically around the, the legal and things like that. And so, you know, just a, just a sidebar of open source and, and, and legal here. Um, and I, I think when, when I think about the legal ramifications, I come back to two things that, that, that seem to jump out at me. One we're giving away something for free. Oh no, the sky is falling. We're giving away something for free that we could charge for, which is an understandable gut reaction. Not really the case when you actually explore it. Uh, you know, engineers, yeah. I would say generally we recognize, okay, this is the special sauce. This is the secret sauce. This is the thing that makes us money. And so this is not open source. This other thing over here that we built that in some ancillary fashion supports what we're doing. Well, not just engineers, anybody, like any, yeah. anybody with, with half a brain cell for business understands what my business is and tries to mitigate cost and risk on every other part of the operation. Like that's just part of what you do. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's you consuming open source. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about, you know, okay, I'm going to use open source because it doesn't cost me anything and that's going to keep my costs down. So yes, you're talking, you're right. I'm talking about from the other direction, the company who is actually responsible for producing the open source. 
You see what I mean? That's, no, that's no, I think I'm, I mean I mean that would be that would be the canonical example, but that's that's two sides of the same coin. It's not actually okay. a different point in my mind. It's okay, still so you, recognizing what is your what actually is your core business, and the mm-hmm. rest of it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's true. Like it to, from a not, not that it doesn't. Of course, it matters, but it doesn't matter like who's doing it or how secret it is. Like it, it's like my company. It's not secret. It's not a trade secret how we uh how we generate job descriptions and mm-hmm. RFPs. Like that's not a that's not a trade secret. It's not part of what makes us special because it's just right. a process that we do. You know. Um, so I would think about it the same way, right? Right. And so it's 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 something that we do it, and it doesn't really matter if a competitor knows how we do it because it's not our core business, mm-hmm. and it also doesn't matter if we do it or we outsource it because it's mm-hmm. not our core business. Yeah, that's that's all I meant. It's just it's the same same idea. Okay, it's so just, so then 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 one of the side arguments that I, the, the 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 you know sort of right turn arguments I've heard from that is okay, no, it's mm-hmm. not our it's not our core business, but this this open source could be a business and so we're just giving away free dollars uh, sure sure it's it, it, this open source oh, covers yeah. like underwater basket weaving and we don't do that at all but we could if we want to we could start charging tomorrow for our underwater basket weaving edition and all of a sudden we'd have all this 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 new stream of revenue and i I have a hard time with that argument too for because one it isn't part of your core business uh, you know there's the the old uh, the the saying oh man who said it who said don't out, you don't outsource your secret sauce is that a um, I don't know you don't know who that is it's it's from one of my no. business books I um crap uh, I'll have to think about it it might be Guy Kawasaki it might have been Kawasaki who said that um, but you don't outsource your secret sauce whatever the thing is that makes you unique and makes your business what it is. And is the thing that people buy, you do that yourself. You do that in-house. You don't outsource that to a contractor. You know, you need to own that soup to nuts. That, yeah, again, that's this the, is also that's the, the same. It's the same point. Me thr- saying that you 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 can and maybe should think about outsourcing all the stuff that's right. not is the same as saying you don't outsource right. what is your core business. Right, right, right. And so yeah. right. And so I'm I'm saying the same thing from the other direction to make the point. Hear that- yourself talk. No, that's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> Make we're here to talk, man. Like that's what this whole thing is. Like, I don't get <laughs> defensive. Just gonna, I'm just gonna pop you. I'm just gonna reach through the screen, and I'm just gonna like just. <laughs> I'm committed not to let you finish this one train of thought <laughs> the whole hour. It's not gonna happen <laughs> if I have my way. <laughs> so, so this. Um, see now you got me all derailed. So this. Um, the, the, the no. Point- so let's say you're a you're a bank, right? And mm-hmm. and your web development team comes up with a new button widget for React, right? Sure. You would have somebody that says, an "Well, we can't we can't open button. source this button mm-hmm. because what if somebody else goes and they make a they make a button factory out of it? Now that's that's and they are lost revenue. So it's like the do. twist, the mental the mental yes. handstands you have to do yes. to get from A to B there is, is troublesome. Yeah, okay. Though. So this is but perfect. Yeah. This is, Cause that is exactly what it is. Like we open source this thing and then somebody takes it and runs with it and turns an entire business turns it. It good, creates it. my attitude. Good for them. We're not going to do that anyway. Well, right. You know, and, and it's, it's almost like to another, <laughs> to another legal thing that I know you and I agree with uh, and, 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 uh, and malign NDAs. NDAs are oh. like the biggest load of crap in the world because what are you saying with an NDA? I have this, Chris, I have this amazing idea. It is so money. Like you could, if I tell you this idea, just the sheer knowledge of it, you could turn around tomorrow and just start printing untold millions of dollars. And I can't- No, it's actually, it's worse than that. And I know if you, if you have one of these secrets, you have one of these ideas and you tell somebody what's gonna happen is that the heavens will open the the clouds will part and gold bullion just, will rain fall, from the sky just falls from the sky and it'll go and it'll go around you and hit them right in the chest right that's the problem <laughs> that's the problem like I'm, I'm basically by 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 giving you this idea I'm cutting myself out of these magic millions falling from the sky yes and so I need you women to in sign bikinis this. will flock or men I don't judge right <laughs> that people in bikinis will flock around and you'll be left there. <laughs> You'll be left there like a schmuck with nothing to do, right? So this guy's over here. Now he's got your idea. He's got a king's ransom. He's got an entourage of beautiful people glued to his skin. 
Right. And so, yeah, you you want you've got to have him sign the NDA. Before right. You so I need you to sign this magic piece of paper to protect oh me and my magic idea you, from turning would you, into. Would your, you like to develop an app? That's right. I, I wish you were a Rick and Morty fan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am a Rick and Morty fan. I actually have caught. Oh, up. are you? I, I didn't am. think you I were. OK, up, I hadn't I hadn't watched it. And then I binged it uh, at some point during co- during quarantine. Okay. I'm caught up okay. on everything except the latest season. I've watched okay. everything. Would you, would you like to develop an app? <laughs> I, I vaguely remember the app line. Oh man, uh, who's doing? It's who, who's an alien, it? and he and 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 it's an alien. Oh, the dating uh, app. Is this the dating app thing? Yeah, where everyone yeah. just starts yep. hooking up with each other based on the app, and that's and how then they destroy they, yeah. worlds or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to to steal water or whatever the yeah. end game is, I forget. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yes, yes, I remember the app thing. So so anyway, NDAs. <laughs> protect you from just taking my magic money machine and making it your magic money machine, which right. is complete and utter crap. It is garbage because if it was a magic money making machine, you wouldn't have been talking to me in the first damn place. You'd be no, because you would have been too busy in too your busy own maelstrom of gold and human flesh. You would have been too busy trying to cram all your millions into your Scrooge McDuck vault that you then could swim around in. So, so don't yes. give me this crap. So NDAs are just complete and utter, complete and utter bunk. Uh, and what the heck did this have to do with what I was talking about? My goodness. Because somebody's going to build a button app for the bank. Right. And then uh, uh, that was right. Related. So, the, so the button app thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, you are doing an excellent job of derailing this. So, so Thank well you. done. Thank well, you. Well done. But I'm hiding it well because then I try to reorient you back yeah, to the and then discussion. You make like I'm the one like keeping the this on track. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're you create on. the problem and then you come in and, and then solve I swoop it. In and to then solve you, it. This yeah. is why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, how do you think I know so much about gold storms? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is my. <laughs> you, wait, wait. Are you saying you know this how to do gold friend. storms? Because I'm, I'm kind gold of. Storms. Now, now I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I believe the exact quote was a maelstrom of human flesh and gold bullion. <laughs> so, so you've got this. So, so bank creates this unique widget that is not at all related to banking. It's a backend thing and yeah. they open source it. Well, what if somebody just takes this button and, and creates a business around it? Well, the thing, it's kind of like NDAs. You're not going to do it. It's, it's not oriented to you at all. You're not set up at all to do that business. There's, there is no there there. There's nothing there. It's effectively like NDAs. You're effectively trying to protect an idea by keeping that but thing. Unless there's source. some, uh, unless you've got some skunk works or some some project team that's actively doing that because it is in the best strategic interest of the organization, then you never were going to. And it's mm-hmm. a moot point. It's yeah, entirely exactly. useless. It's, to it's entirely. It, it is complete and utterly useless. It's a. It's a non-starter. It's a fallacious argument to suggest that. You know, your, your, your bank is now going to start, you know, is going to turn itself into a react dev shop. Like that's just not how this is going to work. So you have this thing that is of some level of utility. It is, it is helpful or useful in some fashion to a group of people that are not your primary consumer. They might, they might not even be a consumer. You know, it's just, it's, it's an ancillary after effect artifact of of the work that your development team did in delivering the actual special sauce of your bank and it is far more useful to the to to the community writ large to release that and to to utilize that you know there there is not in fact if there even is a a a marketable idea there it's far more useful to the you know to the community to be released and there are plenty of examples uh, of of big companies doing this stuff, uh, and I mean, we can just you can just stick with the fangs: Facebook, Amazon, uh, Apple, Netflix, Google. Every single one of them has a significant library of stuff, and I'm talking serious stuff that they have open sourced. So, I'm going to do you one better. You you talk about like we talk about the line between like what is your core business and all the rest kind of as details. Mm-hmm. Um, how about .NET itself? There you how go. about the .NET for the fact the fact that Microsoft is now like Kestrel and .NET Core and all of this stuff is going out into the wilderness, out into the open, and you would think that that is their and it's not. It's actually they're very aware of what their special sauce is, and that's not it. And they said, hey. 
we can benefit by making this open source. And I actually think like anti contrary to what a we might have expected from Microsoft's storied history. They kind of did it really well. Like well, they here's did a the good thing. job in it's the process. Even, well, it's even better. It, this but that's story, a good example because it's so close to the well, core it's even business. Str- I would say, I, I would say, what makes it a really strong example is the fact that they actually fought that for a long time. .NET was part of their primary business strategy when it came to software development, and it was closed source, and you couldn't access it, and you had to buy licenses for it. And what they found was that. Uh, other languages, other open source alternatives that were equal in performance and, and functionality and flexibility were just eating their lunch because why should I pay you for this when I can go over here and, and well, do it for, for free? And for so a I greenfield that, build, yeah. Why, why would I get stuck on this proprietary system when, you know, pick your other infrastructure right. would so suit it was, me just as well I mean, it was and I'm part not locked of what in they, and, Right. So yeah. it was part of the proprietary stuff and they did make money off of it. And then they and then they decided later to open source it anyway, because it like this is where you were going. It's not the special sauce. This is not the unique thing. And the company, Microsoft, in this case, benefits from it being open source. You know, it put it gives them a foot in the open source community. This has been I mean, this has always been Microsoft's Achilles heel is you know, the, just open source as a thing, sitting here off to the side and doing pretty much anything and everything that any Microsoft product can do and doing it for free. They've been able to stymie that in some sectors, but in other ones, notably software development, web application development, things like that. They've really gotten their their lunch taken taken from them over the last 10 I gotta, or 15 I years. I got to find it, but back, I think it was late 80s, I've, I got an old poster and I, I think it's genuine. Um, it, it could it could be parody. It could have been fabricated. I I, I honestly don't know for sure. I'm sure is if it, I look it is, up now. Is this the open source promotes it, communism brought to you by your yeah. friends at Microsoft? I think it's parody. Yeah. I'm pretty and sure there's that's like parody. a big like literally a big Soviet devil. Yeah, there, it's a Soviet like with, devil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Over his yeah. shoulder. Yes, I know exactly. Yeah. I have the. Image. It's got to be. I'm sure that's. We'll bunk, put, but I'll it's include just because it's, it's it's epic and everybody should have a copy of it printed out and hung next to their desk at work. So framed. We'll, we'll, yeah. We will put the image up with the. Um, We'll put the image yeah. up with the with the post. We don't normally include images, but I think in this case we'll make an exception because it is excellent. <laughs> we can we can make an exception. For Open this. source promotes communism. Brought to you by your from friends your at friends at Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you Wonderful. by your friends at Microsoft. <laughs> so. So uh, back to back to open source and, and, and legal. So, I, you know, there, there's there's the, the one argument is, well, we could make money off this. Well, really? No, you probably can't. In, in 99% well, of cases, you you really can't. And even if you think you, you can, you weren't going you to. And even if you wanted to, you probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't. <laughs> and even if you do try to, it probably won't work out the way you want. See Microsoft and .NET. OK, so that's that's argument one. The other one that I see a lot is, well, we put this this open source code out there. It's got our name on it. Well, what if somebody uses it and then their shit goes sideways and now we're on the hook. Now they're looking to us to for, you know, they are seeking damages and restitution because. Well, first of all, MIT, uh-huh. we had a whole show on licenses, mm-hmm. MIT. Second of all, it's like buying a shovel from uh, Home Depot and then mm-hmm. hitting your own sewage line in the front yard and trying to go back and blame the store manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. that doesn't, that's a, that's a nothing burger. It, it, it is, it is a nothing burger, but I do hear this. Uh, the, I, I think, and, and I, I think any lawyer worth their salt would, would see right through that one. Yeah. You put a license on it and that's the end of it. I think the broader concern is uh, less about the letter of the law and more about the practical application here, because even with the contra- even with the license attached to it, there's nothing stopping a uh, you know a, a dedicated legal troll, you know, to complement a patent troll, you know, a dedicated legal troll from bringing a frivolous lawsuit and just trying to make a bunch of noise to. I mean, really, not to actually get. Do you any, have any examples of that having been successful? I not off the top. Because I of my feel head. like, 
I'm thinking of- a I feel like as soon as somebody tried, you would see major waves from this. I mean, Because if there was even a shred of insight, because I mean, the license specifically states there is no warranty. There is, you know, there is a waiver of liability for all functions expressed and implied, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's, it's, and it's always capitalized like that. <laughs> it's like, hey, do whatever you want and it's your business. And it mm -hmm. means it's your fault. Like that's in all of the licenses for a reason. I feel like if there was a hole there, Mm -hmm. There would have been some legal beagle exploit the the daylight and, and go after some serious money. And it would have cratered. Op honestly, it would have cratered uh, corporate citizenship in the floss world overnight, I would think. Yeah, if there was if there was anything there. But it doesn't. I would be curious, though, to go look now if there is like if there are examples. Of yeah, this is not something of, that I would expect suits. to actually be a major news headline. What, I, what I'm describing is actually much more. It's much more nuanced than that. You have. You know, somebody who is, you know, trying to actually be a, you know, be an annoyance, be a fly. And it really comes down to a matter of money. You know, the caught, you know. Oh, but unless they, we, well, yeah, I mean, unless they think they could get settlement. But that's, that's exactly my point because, you know, the person has an, you know, the company, let's, let's war game this out. Company has an open and shut case. It's MIT license. MIT license means I don't owe you squat. Okay, that's basically what it ultimately says is, you know, like, you know, you do what you want. And it's entirely on you, uh, the results. Uh, so it's an open and shut legal case, but they still have to uh, uh, execute the case. They still have to, you know, bring it to court and have the, you know, make their case and have the judge, you know, make a determination, which they are very, very confident would be in their favor. But they have to go through all of those steps. All of those steps require attorneys and paperwork and time and money. And so it becomes a financial decision. Well, I can, I can agree and defend, you know, and, and, and defend this and, and take it all the way. And it'll cost me, you know, I, I'm, I'm pulling fake but numbers I, out of the air. It'll cost me $10,000 or I can settle, give this guy two grand and make him go away and never come back. And then it just becomes a simple financial decision. So I could see that most of these settlements. A, I think you're, you're under by like an order of magnitude. Well, I am. The I, cost I of numbers. litigation, everything's like I said. I picked more fake like six figures. Yeah, I said. I said, um, fake but I mean, numbers. the license. The license literally says, "In no event shall the authors or copyright holders be liable for any claim, damages, or other liability, whether in an action of contract, tort, or otherwise, arising from, out of, or in connection with the software, or the use of the software, or other dealings with mm -hmm. the software." Yeah. Like I don't even see I, I don't even see where there's daylight there to get the thought through. That I mean, super, there's I, nothing. We got to look this up. My, we got to look my, this my up because I want to know now. Nothing, if this had happened, I want to know about it. There is nothing stopping an individual from from hiring an attorney to write a nasty gram letter. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know, there's there's no there's nothing stopping anyone from doing that at any time. I could turn around tomorrow and sue. Uh, you know, I don't know who. Uh, uh, Microsoft for their .NET core and and how you know emotional damages or some such nonsense. It's ridiculous. Well, right, you could sue me because you don't like the color of my garage door. A, it is an I'm ugly, ignore it, ugly and then color. B, I mean, in 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 defense of my opinion, it, it's it is pretty yeah. ratty, and you should probably paint it. It's like it's like it's, that kind of yellow. Off yeah, white. I mean, it's, it's not it's puke. You know, it's 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 a, like yeah. a puke yellow. Yeah. I mean, you we're doing do like we're doing like pure white as we kind of renovate the outside look and feel. Mm -hmm. um, but you'd have mm -hmm. a I just ignore the letter a because it said Frank Cole on the envelope, but b because <laughs> right. the content is garbage. And then if you wanted to pursue it, you'd have to judge to agree with you to hear the case, which is not going to happen. Uh, well, yes. I, I mean, otherwise it doesn't cost me if, if I ignore you and you don't push it, it goes nowhere. If I ignore it and then you try to push it through a court, you actually have to get a judge to consider it in the first place. And I really, that, if, I mean, I would the, love to find an example of, of this. Of my legal, uh, we're at the edges of my legal knowledge. <laughs> I, I did not realize that you, you actually have to get the court to agree to hear your complaint first before the other party is on the hook. Is that is that how it actually works? I feel well, like there's got to be some record. There's got to be like your lawyer, your attorney can't just tell my attorney that you're suing me. Like that, it doesn't work like that. that I so thought it, I thought you'd have exactly to get how it worked. Like you know, I'm, I'm no, take, that's got to be done in a court. You to court. That's what it. That's 
you know, to court, which means yeah. you have a judge, which means there's got to be a third party to agree that this shenanigans is even worth hearing in the first place. Yeah, That's the way I, I understand it. You no, know, yeah. I, I felt like it was just simply, I, again, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have would, to, yeah, I'm going to go look because I would, I am fascinated. If there's a case where this has happened, I'm really, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go to our, our mutual friend, Pam about this and, and talk to her about, you know, how, how, how does, how does one actually bring suit? <laughs> do you, do you need to, do you need to actually get the judge to okay it before the other party has to actually present? I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. This is. I'll tell you, you what. We'll I'm both, a non-attorney. We'll both reach out. So we'll we'll both reach out to a friendly attorney. We'll spend <laughs> 20 minutes chatting them up, and then we'll come back next week, and we'll basically be lawyers. And we'll basically like be I will introduce myself <laughs> as Chris Tonkinson Esquire. <laughs> we'll basically be lawyers, and we will. How? Wait a minute. Hold on. Did you say 20 minutes? That's about like what a five thousand dollar bill. For the for those twenty minutes, right? <laughs> we would have a five thousand dollars. Well, it's two. It's two twenty minute conversations. So that's mute between us two ten thousand dollars in in legal fees, right? For that, time. but to become a lawyer, that's a just cheap law school. That's you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's a pretty cheap education. It's pretty cheap, really. and with the price of with the price of college on the rise, I don't see this as a bad deal. <laughs> I think this is this is a smart move. Okay, so those are the two that I see. What in in what you have dealt with? Do you think? Why do you think companies security? Get- you think it's a security security thing. through obscurity. Yeah. Okay. Security through obscurity. So if we have, oh. if we're going to open source, if we build a module, we're going to open source the module. Um, and I'm in a pretty heavily regulated environment. Um, then we are potentially exposing things that weren't otherwise exposed. And that increases our risk profile and yada, yada, yada. That mm-hmm. would be the thing that immediately, if it's, if it's anything where, See, I, just there, I was tempted to say anything that was user facing, and that's not exactly correct. If it's if it's something that processes user input at some point, if it's if it's on the path of user input in and back out of the system, mm-hmm. which is like why we build data processing systems. So I'm not sure what it, that excludes. Um, that would be my immediate. So I, so I have the same concerns, right? So there's an ownership thing. Um, because I, as an individual human, am writing the code. Uh, it's open source. Is it owned by the company? Am I granting the... So I'm employed by the company, so it's theirs. Like It's a work-for-hire arrangement, so it's basically the company's code, uh, but with my name on it, and so they're open sourcing it. So I guess the ownership isn't really in question. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think like trade secret, and, and that seems like it should be a pretty obvious thing to get around. Um, but yeah, I think I, in I mean, my case, I think it's it's security uh, and potentially reputational would would be my sense of it. Yeah, but I mean, reputational, like, what, I mean, what damage are you doing to yourself by releasing some open source code? Well, let's I mean, let it, let's say you have a vendor or a client that's or a potential vendor or client that's going to okay. do homework on you and they look at this open source project and they see. Maybe the code, maybe there's not a material defect in the code, but maybe it just looks kind of crummy. And mm-hmm. then they figure all of your code looks crummy and now they don't want to do you think? Do now. you think businesses actually think about that? Because I can't, I can't get a business to care about that kind of stuff, period. The, like I can't get my clients the, to even think about that, let alone actually hit the brakes on okay. something because of it. I can't get my company to care whether my code is good. No. <laughs> That's um, right. the, so the, you should the fire question me. is this code is garbage. What is wrong with you? The question <laughs> is not what my concerns would be, but what other concerns I could see coming up in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could what if a and you know how you know how dumb and untrustworthy developers are, right? They're just the dumbest people. They're so, so dumb. Stupid. So stupid. Um with zero social you know, skills, no sense of social etiquette or cues. What if somebody leaves a comment in there that says, I don't know what the hell this does, right? That's that's not a good look. <laughs> what if what if there is a security vulnerability that's that's extant in the code that could be exploited? What if there's reputation? Those those just other things. Like you mentioned the, the the ownership, the liability, like those are obvious ones. I'm just trying to think outside of that. No, like I, I, no I like where you're I like the outside the yeah. box thinking that you're that you're bringing to yeah. it. I didn't, the security through obscurity one, I feel like that could, de- that fa- fallacy could definitely get some legs. Um, yeah. With a, yeah. Um, especially with a, um, 
you know, you, you get one of those ivory tower type security wonks. And I, I could absolutely see that sort of running rampant. Um, they wouldn't call it security through obscurity, of course, because, you know, anybody who understands security knows that obscurity is not security in any way, shape, manner, or form. Um, but the other thing I, is, so I have a concern just to take a little bit of a, of a left turn on, on the conversation for a minute. Um, yeah. It's not, it's a tan, it's not a side, but it's a tangent, I would say. Okay. Um, one of the things that I think of, you look at, there are, there are a lot of corporate, you know, private corporations that are publishing code under an open source license. That's not the same as having an open source program. Mm-hmm. and fostering a community around the output of that program. I right? feel like one it's is a one predicate thing. for the other, though. Is a, it is. is, is a, like is you a precursor. Have, you have to. Requisite. So, so one is uh, I'm sharing this code. So the, the, the like level one lizard brain of open source is I put my code on GitHub. Yeah, it's, it's so I put it out there. The, like definitionally, literally, the source is open, right? right. That's love. That's lizard, right? That's level by the one. time you get up to like whales and monkeys and humans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're doing is putting it out there because you know it solves a problem for other people. Uh, it has great documentation. It has a suite of automated tests. You respond to issues. You act. You you accept pull requests. You engage with community members. You 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 provide example code and. Mm-hmm. All of these other you know, community around it, right? And when a community starts, you you accept these. That's that's being that's an open source program that's mature or mm-hmm. mature. If you you know if you like to make fun of people mm-hmm. for the way they okay. say things, which is like half of our show, um, it is. So if you want a mature open source program, that's what you do. The lizard brain version is just yeah, I put this, I put the code on GitHub, kind of a thing. Yeah, I kind of have a problem with the lizard brain analogy here because I don't see it as, you know, higher level versus lower level thinking. I see it. No, as, it is. Well, it is because it's not just you take a company and you just dump. A, you take a company and you just dump 100,000 lines of code on GitHub and walk away from it. Yes. Again, definitionally, that's open source. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's MIT. That's that is open source software. Yeah. Um, but who the hell cares? Right. So, Unless you are going to respond to pull requests and issues and help people and produce that yeah. doc that that you know quick start and then architecture diagrams. Unless you're going to do all of that stuff, you're not doing it well. Right. You know what I mean, but but and this is where I disagree with you. That first mm-hmm. act of just just being willing and just doing it. Ninety percent of what's that saying? You know, eighty or ninety percent of anything is just showing up. You know, that first step of actually putting it out there is the most important step. And you don't get to the community without doing that. And furthermore, that right. first step, well, hold on, that first Agreed. step is the thing that I believe most companies get hung up on. They don't even think about the later stage stuff of actually of, of fostering a community. They're not even concerned about that. It's not even a blip on the radar for in most right, cases. That's the problem. And that's why most open source programs with corporations are crap, right? Because the goal is not just to publish the code. That's you're right. Mm-hmm. 90% of it is showing up and that is showing up, putting it on GitHub with Emma under MIT. That showing, is the, yeah. that's the first, the and first biggest step. thing that matters. Mm-hmm. 100%, right? But why okay. are you doing that? What's the purpose of this? Is it just right. to say that we're doing it? Mm-hmm. Or is it because you actually want other people using it? Right. That's the difference. And so, and so, yeah, you're right. The hard thing and where companies are going to get hung up is just starting, just showing up. But if you're not doing it with an eye towards the community, the, well, the long term, the long tail, you might as well not even do it. Like, why, why bother? Yeah, Unless so you just want to be able to say that you produce it, like you, you want to say, and how much more money do you get? And how, how, how much does your sales team value having it's open source software on their deck, right? Especially with a, the blue chip clients, <laughs> like it's not doing much for you. <laughs> no, no, but there are other benefits, but you, you do, you, you are bringing up one of the immediate uh, counter arguments too. Okay. We put this open source and I think most people recognize this. Okay. We put this open source software out there. We have to maintain it. 
we have to spend hours on yeah. it. We have to spend time, yeah. staff, energy, focus. It's money. Which could yeah. otherwise be spent on some either paying projects or, you know, product, mm-hmm. internal product development on things that do make money. Yeah. And so I get that. Uh, so the, so you, you're these, te- you know, these two concerns, you're, you're concerned about the community and the concerns around, okay, well now we got to, you know, this is going to continue to be an expense. Um, I feel like the solution there is intertwined because I think it's the same, <clears throat> the same things for, for, for both to a, to a certain extent by building the, by building the community, you are uh, raising brand awareness for for your company with a group of people who you obviously have an interest in uh, having access to. And so I'm talking specifically around hiring and recruiting. So look at, and I mean, this is easy to demonstrate. Look at applicants. Did I miss something that you said? Because this is all like, these are good reasons why you would do that. These are good. Right. This is right. Okay. Okay. This is good reasons why you would do it. This is also the counter argument to, but we got to spend time and money on it forever. So why should we do it if we're going to, if it's going to continue to be a a cost? That's a, no, don't, don't pad your, that's the same question twice, right? Mm, Don't pad your questions. It weakens your argument. No, no, it is. No, no, these are, no, 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 no. Say those two questions again. It's not two. And listen to yourself and tell me they're not the same thing. <laughs> they're not. No, no, no. These are two. <clears throat> Why would one. I do this and how I just, ooh, I just blew out there. Why would I do this and how I justify the cost? This, I don't see how that's different things. What? Okay, I see your point. All right, fine. Uh, it's. Yes. Okay. Kind of the same thing. I mean, the, you know, one is the one side is the, okay. So I'm phrasing it poorly. One side's the question. The other side's the answer. Okay. How about that? Phrase that we work? need H. John Benjamin saying phrasing. <sighs> I'll, I'll hold on. I'll add it to the list. Uh, I want to, yeah, I, that's actually, you know, I could see us using that one quite a bit. Uh, it's a, no, it John could. Benjamin seriously good. phrasing. Okay. Are we, I'm, are I'm we not it. doing phrasing anymore? <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I think I think you're absolutely right. You're you're getting in and you're getting brand awareness and contact, real contact with people who self-identified as whether professionally or in real life, mm-hmm. give a rip about what you're doing in the world. Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal marketing and recruiting. Like the, I almost, yeah. I, um, I think a good open source program for like a typical corporation is almost like half marketing and half HR spend, honestly, because that's like, that is the number one reason mm-hmm. you just nailed it. That is the number one reason why we would want to go through all of the hassle. Yeah. And now there is, there is also a sales element to this as well. Take any given product that is a, take any given B2B product. Okay. B2B mm-hmm. software type of product, you know, the kind of thing that, you know, the kind How of product ADP? that you would, what's that? ADP. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is the kind of product where you're going to have engineers on staff. They're going to be producing code and some of it's going to be open source. And when it comes to a buying decision to buy that product, some of those same technical folks, maybe the leadership, but some of those same technical folks are going to be in the room as part of those. Might be involved in the decision. They're going to be involved in the decision. And so if they're involved in the decision, they're the ones who are going to see, aha, I know that this company does open source. We have used some of their open source, or I can go and look at it. I have seen it. I, I have seen the yeah. community. I have seen how they execute. I know that the that this company does good work. I know that mm-hmm. these are good developers. Good I know yeah. that this is good people, that this is good quality, that this is good process. So I feel more comfortable and more confident so that's- in supporting this purchase decision because I know what they do with open source. I got to imagine it's at least as good, if not better. When it comes to their paid stuff, yeah, and this and this is this is a this is an argument to sell it upstairs. Assuming you're mm-hmm. you're not in the C-suite, which is it's essentially you know in industry in market networking. Yeah, really. Yeah, and so the sales team actually gets a really nice little um, little uh, arrow in the quiver to when 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 you have a strong open source community, they have a really strong arrow in the yeah. quiver. They say to whoever they're talking to, go talk to your engineers. Go, go, go to go talk to your engineers. 
point them at, you know, ask them about their use of our open source projects, ask them, you know, what they yeah. think. And, and that becomes, now you've got this, you basically, well, have you're, this already, you're already in a, if you're at that point where, where your sales team can make that claim, then you're already in a really strong position. You're in a super strong Having position. a great, having a great open source program around it is just going to put you on another planet. Well, the, I mean, the fact that you would be able to make that claim would support, yeah. you yeah. only get to say that you know, to a client to go ask your engine, go ask your engineer's client about our product and what our they process. Think. Yeah. You only get yeah. there if you have this strong community mm -hmm. and, and, and presence. So uh, to say nothing of the fact, and here's the other, so, so some other benefits that um, I think a lot of places discount um, when you open source a piece of that uh, piece of your software, the, the assumption is that you're going to continue using it. You've just now taken it and you've you've released it for the benefit of the of the broader software development community. Okay, well that's all well and good, but you're you're going to continue using it. Well, the more pieces of your software that you open source, the more eyeballs you have on it. This kind of goes back to the security through obscurity thing. You know, there's a reason that open source software is really good at you know quickly you know finding and and fixing bugs. Um, mm, not to say they quickly. Don't we we covered this before. I don't want to go back into the old. We battle. went into a whole thing, but yeah. not to be pedantic, it's it's quick at fixing them once they're found. Right, the once jury is out on whether they actually get found any faster. Right, but I would say, and we're already back there. I would say that I would take those ten thousand public eyeballs over the three hundred private eyeballs. That's, that's, right. that's assuming, my way of thinking about assuming, it. Yeah, but you have 10,000 users of your software. That doesn't mean there's 10,000 people looking at the code. No, from but a I have 10,000 people using, using, even if they're not looking at it, I have 10,000 people using it in 10,000 slightly different ways, which gives us more opportunity. Think of them, think of it less as a security review and think of it more as a, um, a, as a unlimited number of test cases. They become test cases, and when it breaks, it it bubbles itself back. But it's in like the it's a, like the but it's report. the but it's the Fermi paradox. We did this all, whole thing already, but it's the Fermi <laughs> paradox all over again, right? If there are so many people looking for security problems in open source software, then how did all of these? You know, look at the last five years of like kind of tectonic issues that were found in core mm -hmm. libraries of internet plumbing. How did they go twenty years without being seen? Right. That's like, where are the eyeballs? Like, what are it they looking at? If not that stuff, that's well, if everyone's looking, if everyone's looking at this at. And so, OK, I would say to that. If everyone's looking at it all in the same way, then it you know, you're right. It's not going to be found. It takes somebody to look at it, you know, take a problem and turn it to turn it on its side. Um, we have a security engineer on our on our team here who, I mean, just talking with the guy, you can tell that he thinks in a radically different way from your average engineer. And he wouldn't call himself a mm -hmm. software engineer, yet he knows this stuff, but he takes it and he's just, you know, he, he's your classic, you know, he, he is your, your, your classic red teamer. Like he, he thinks about these problems in the ways that attackers think about it. Okay. I'm not going to get, I'm going to have a higher chance of getting somebody with that kind of mindset to see it or to recognize it or to otherwise stumble across it. If I have more people looking at it, that's what I'm saying. It's just, yeah, your, your argument chances, is this increasing. the yeah, chances. I know your argument is that like 5% of a bigger number is bigger than 5% of a smaller number. Yes, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that point. Right. Why are you so bad at math, Chris? Like, why can't you see I, this? What, what I'm saying is that the percentage is not nearly as big as what you think it is. The uh, number of people, your, this is where your we, we users- yeah, your users mm -hmm. to people looking at it for security problems ratio is mm -hmm. gigantic. Mm -hmm. It is astronomical. Yeah, right. And so, and so that's that's a problem. Like that's a problem that the that the that the industry is like still not solved yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this is a standing thing, and I, I. But I just keep. I mean, if if it's out there, there there are. Even if it is small, even if it is a you know minuscule ratio, it is still a larger number of those. You know that 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 minuscule security percentage is still that much bigger than the security percentage I have in house. It's it is still quantifiably you know 
increasing my chances. It may be small, but it's it's still there. We're disagreeing on how yeah, big when it do is. We, when do we You're talk dis- about this? I feel like I feel like maybe oh, we come back about this in another you know, 20 episodes. We'll it fight probably, about it again. It was, this is awesome. I was going to say it was around 20. Fun. Round and round 20, we go. 20, 25, something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so where the hell were we? We were talking about, uh, you know, the other reason <laughs> you are just <laughs> insufferable today. So we, God, so we came I to a point you without I had sleep. to fight with you. You are miserable had, when you don't get enough sleep. My God. I had, well, I had to fight you on something because I had agreed with you. Now I've got to <laughs> disagree at least six times consecutively before I even consider getting back on the same page. Man. So, so there's like a marketing PR uh, recruitment spend that you get out of having a good community. That's absolutely yeah. like reason number one why we would do this. Yeah. So you um, get you get that, and then you also get debatable, but you also get a. Uh, you know, additional attention on the product. Actually, you know what? Let's push that aside. I'll, uh, instead of that, the work that, I don't know about you, but when I do open source stuff, I fundamentally approach my open source work in a different manner than my closed right? source stuff. Yeah. Is now, that right? In a, in a um, let, me, let me get more specific about this. So I, I do my work all the same way. The code is always the code. I always code my stuff the same way, but um. I will. There's a joke there about it all being bad. Well, I mean, all code is bad. I mean, you and I definitely (laughs) agree on this. All code is crap all the time. And I suck just slightly less today than I did yesterday. Hence the, you know, the the tagline of the show. It's the whole point. So it's all one. It's all a man can do. It's a, yeah, right. Um, I write code all the same way, but I will, for example, uh, if it's an internal project, I might have, uh, configurable things that might change over time. They'll just live as variables at the top of the page. And I might have a, you know, just a commented line explaining what they are. And so if, if, if any, if at any point that data needs to change, I can go into the code and I change it. Okay. Uh, Yeah. When I do an open source, you care about, you care about ephemeral fantasy, maybe future strangers more Mm. than your colleagues. That's what you're, that's that's fine. That's fine. If that's your attitude, but it is kind of true though. Right. Yes. Like, it's, yeah, it's actually true. This is actually true. <laughs> like I'm because and it's not that you care more. It's just that, you know, your the your future ephemeral uh, employees are going to have raw access to the code base. They're going to be sitting next to you and your team in a, in a you know, no, I'm talking about the, the open source, right? You're talking about people who might one day see it, maybe that you don't know, and you're going to give them better quality code than the people you actually work, the real people you work with now. And I'm not, I'm not calling you out I know, on this. I know I'm what saying you're doing. Like, I know what you're doing. The, like the psychology there is just funny because I've done the same thing. Like, yeah, well, oh, you, yeah, we'll just, I just put some global static variables at the top. Nobody's going to care, right? But if it's open source, I'm like, oh, no, this needs to have a configuration file and there needs to be an environment file and in .env.sample so I can mm-hmm. document exactly, okay, remember, this is going into MySQL so it can only be 40 characters. Like all of that stuff. Yeah. And your coworkers are like, ah, oh, this is nobody's going to, this is good enough. That's fine. <laughs> you're, you're, it's you're, Friday. I, I mean, you, you took my, <laughs> you took my cynical hat and put it on your head to give this explanation. And so what you're saying is true, but I think in the more uh, productive, constructive manner is that these uh, the open source world does not have the benefit of being part of your team and having all of that immediate tribal knowledge. And so you have to put more yeah. guide rails and instruction and more detailed documentation and make the adjust. You have to make the variable, the configurable components. They have to be more accessible because it's going out into the world to, in, to be included in untold number of scenarios. But the, f- and so, my, right. But the so, funniest thing is the funniest thing is the people that you're working with, right? If you've worked like working on a larger team, yeah, they don't know it any more than some stranger well, does. They, they, well, yeah. <laughs> so it's like this psychological trap you fall into where, yeah. you, you know, it's like the curse That's of true. knowledge. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, you've got a point. I, I will say this, my, my, uh, my documentation and my configuration skills, mm-hmm. I, I saw them noticeably improve once I started doing open source for all of my work. I still, I still do yeah. that. I still do that. What well, teaches you a discipline? Yeah, yeah. I, t- I still do that extra bit when it comes to open source. But I, I, I sort of brought mm-hmm. some of the open source learnings back to yeah. my, um, to my other, so to my other code. So I will, I will double down one hundred percent. Even so, now I still 
like once in a while I'll touch code uh, for my my job. And uh, it, it's true. Like I'll do a readme with a quick start and, uh, you know, all of and if there are issues, email me like I, I will put all. Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. it's like once you see. What a difference that kind of documentation and that kind of care. And it's like the top. It's like an extra five percent of whatever your project. It's, it's like right. an extra five percent of your time. Right. Um, I mean, not if it's a three line bash script, but you understand what I'm trying to say. It's very little time to make it configurable and to right. have a readme and to do that yep. stuff. And the impact that it has on Huge. you as somebody who just learned about this project three seconds ago because you clicked on the link to to level set and give you an idea of what you have to do to make use of it. W- once you've seen, once you've felt that difference for yourself, it's hard like not to take the time to do that yep. for the people that are going to be consuming your stuff. No, I, I agree completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it is a... Um, you know, you, you, the, the work that you produce, it, it gets a higher level of quality attached to it. And that makes you a better developer. It makes the code because this is still a piece of open, this is open source. Yes, but you're still using it uh, presumably as part of whatever the thing is that you're building. And so that piece of what you're building gets that much more that rugged much better. and that much yeah. better. Uh, and that much it's more a way proof. Right. And, and, and it also, it becomes a, um, it becomes a high bar to present to your to your team more broadly. Look, we've done this. This is what we do. This is what mm-hmm. all our code should look like. Does it always look that way? No, it doesn't. Sometimes you half ass it. You you know you, you you hard code a variable and things like that, and you 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 do a you do a comment block to explain what's going on here and how nobody should ever touch this section ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, it's something to strive for. It's like code coverage. And you never get a hundred percent. You're always just sort of shooting for it. Yeah, and and developers, we're a we're an egotistical bunch, right? We are. And, and iron sharpens iron. So mm-hmm. if your coworkers start putting out projects and everyone has like a readme that's on point, you're gonna see other people start to do better readmes. If if somebody's got seventy one percent coverage, somebody else is gonna wanna you know wanna work it until it's seventy two, right? There's yep. there's uh, what do they call it? Coopetition. Uh, what's the word? Yeah, um, I know. Which I don't know if that's the actual. That sounds right. Coopetition. Yeah, sounds well, like it's, the it's something like that. The the the, 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 um, the mashup. But it's it's really it's 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 uh what is it professional play? You know, it's that aspect of go. like uh, collegiate competition. Right? Yeah, that, yeah, that collegial competitiveness and yeah, I mean, yeah. It's why it's why Which is any, super healthy. I think. Oh, it's absolutely you know, it healthy. Is, that's that's yeah. why you have awards. That's why you recognize yeah. individuals for their unique, outstanding contributions. We just did this with my, with our team, and I got to point out one of our engineers who is just an absolute rock star. On our projects, and we got to say he's getting this award because he's a freaking rock star. And so, I mean, he feels good about it, but he also sets a standard for the rest of the company to emulate. And that's why you want it, yeah. and you want people to say, "Oh, I want that to be me next year. I want, I want that award next year." So you want them pursuing it. I mean, it's a good thing. Yeah. A little competition yeah. is a good thing. Um, and I am, and I am so huge on bragging on my team, like oh, every yeah. chance I get. Oh yeah, because. Because A, they're legitimately freaking awesome, and B, everybody else needs to know it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's 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 a show of appreciation, and it's just earnest feedback. Yeah, and the like, team the team benefits. You guys, you guys, you just made everybody. You know, let's say I'm on the Zoom with the whole team. Right, right. I'll right. call somebody out for something awesome they did because, hey, guy, you just made everyone else here look great. Thank you for that. Like that's legitimate. Yeah feedback and i think mm-hmm. it's entirely appropriate to brag on people like that i think it's really cool catch and a, i heard one time somebody say catch people doing something right and that kind of that's that a good kind of hit me a certain kind of way I, I like that and, and and i mean that's the, the the counter you know when i do something right my boss never remembers when i do something wrong my boss never forgets it's almost like the exactly. the antithesis of of that uh topic yeah um exactly so i mean okay so you know, ra- wrapping this thing up, the um, so open source, not bad. Most of the arguments against it, fallacious. Uh, I think I, I I have yet to see the the actual argument that that genuinely holds water beyond this is part of our secret sauce and it's what we make money off of. Right. That, I mean, that's sort of your cutoff point as long as you're beyond that line. And I, and in my experience, all these projects are. You know, you just don't. 
you know enough about what you're doing to recognize, yeah, I can't open source this. We wouldn't have a product tomorrow if we open source this. Yeah, you know, so as long yeah as I don't see I don't see Raytheon publishing a lot of firmware. You right. know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though. Speaking of open source, um, I am getting big into home automation. Uh, oh, you! This is something you have dabbled in for years. Like I, I have had doing plans. it now. I yeah, I've had plans. The problem is, I'm just lazy, and I don't. I didn't want to waste a bunch of time reinventing my own wheels, so I mm -hmm. waited for certain parts of the ecosystem to mature. And now it's like, all right, I've got a little bit of time and money to put at the problem, and so um, home assistant. I'll link it in the show notes. This is my pick for the day. Okay. Uh, Home Assistant. It's open source, right? That's That was the segue. Um, it is a, you can run it on a Raspberry Pi in a Docker container. I think they have a hardware device they put out. It's like a little board, USB, whatever, uh, power over Ethernet. Um, and it acts, so any of these ecosystems like Hue, if you want Hue lights, you have to have the Hue bridge, which is this little, I, know I guess it. it's I know uh, Hue. Zigbee, I know Hue. you know, mm -hmm. router that you mm -hmm. plug into your network and then the app connects to that and it. Um, and a lot of the different smart stuff, IOT ecosystems have like a bridge. The home assistant is like a virtual hub for all of those other things. So I have like, let's say an alarm system and a hue light system and a smart lock system and some other thing. And home assistant has a plugin that integrates natively on the LAN with those devices or bridges, brings mm -hmm. them all into one interface. So even if your alarms and locks and lights don't actually integrate with one another. They all integrate into Home Assistant and you set up all of your scenes and all of your automations and all of your triggers and all of your dashboards and everything in Home Assistant um, and it can bridge across them and phenomenal. If, if yeah, if, if you're dabbling with uh, home automation, even if it's just lights or something, like just even if all you do is hue, have Home Assistant do it instead of the, the hue app because the, the level of control um, and configure, it's just, it's wonderful. I, All right. I love so it. home, home is just, just Google I think home assistant, home assistant.io. I'm not sure if there's okay. a dash and I'll put it in the show. Notes. So home assistant.io. There's our, there's our pick. Super augmented, silent and deadly. I just might end up enjoying this. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's just get this rolling here. I know you've got a hard break here. So let's, uh, yeah. let's just start making our way oh, to guys. the door. I can only think I just I can only take so much of you in a week. It's really like I'm not actually going anywhere today. Week, no I just less. it's just I mean, away from you is where I'm going. <laughs> anywhere but here is why I it's, Yeah. It's no, like the I, scene I, in the movie where somebody says, like, oh I'm sorry, I, I can't go because I don't want to. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you want to give us some feedback on how on, on how much of a jackass Chris has been today, because he didn't get enough sleep last night. You can let I'm us, punchy. He I'm is punchy. so punchy. My goodness. You can let us know. Feedback at refactor.work. You can check out the show, see our show notes, uh, download. Uh, this week, you'll be able to download your pick of, uh, you know, uh, open source brought to you by communism from your friends at Microsoft. We'll have that up there. All that fun stuff. Uh, refactored.work is the website. If you want to read some more, uh, uh, read some more writings from Chris, you can check them out at chris.tonkinson.com. Uh, my own stuff is at www.hotcoals.com. This has been episode 41 of the Refactored Podcast on October 1st, 2021. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks, Frank. Catch you later. Yep.